Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. Thank you guys for tuning in early. Always helps to have an audience during Rocked for Rocked on YouTube and Twitch as this goes on live. As you can see, I'm flying solo on this one. Um, a bit of an update just for what's going on for the rest of the year. Gretchen is the best. However, she's going to be very busy working the rest of the semester for different stuff. So after this week, this following Tuesday, I want to have a rotating guest, uh, guest spot for different people to fill in when Gretchen cannot be here. I'll have different people um, possibly that have been past guests, like from the Rock Coliseum, uh, people from other podcasts like Joe from Wrestling Soup, and then other people that may not have been on here before, but I'd like to introduce. So expect that in a little bit. However, we will per- persevere and move on, even though I'm aware that you guys all liked Gretchen more than you enjoyed me. I'm fine with it. I can adapt. I understand what's going on here, and I understand this is the go that Gretchen, not the podcast that grokked. So I will move on. However, I'm sure all of you will miss Gretchen. She's still doing her stuff, though, as well on Twitch and YouTube. So if you are missing Gretchen, she still will be very active on those things during the day. And hopefully you guys will all still be participating with all this as well. So, as we move on into the world of music, first of all, I would like to say thank all of you for being here. Second of all, things are picking up. I am currently in a state of almost frantic panic trying to prepare. I will be heading out of town early tomorrow morning to cover my first concert festival, actual festival, in almost two years. It's going to be a very unique experience, especially since many bands are not doing um, interviews. They're staying away from everyone else as much as they can for uh, COVID protocol. However, the festival I applied for said to come on in. And I feel the way they have things set up, I should be able to stay safe and distant from everyone while being very cautious of everyone there. So Blue Ridge Rock Fest is happening this weekend. I'll show the... um, the lineup again and go over it for the podcast listeners as well near the end as we have another festival announcement to make because they added many more with download download added a ton more and it'll be bonkers legit bonkers that one so that'll be coming up later however we have some news that we would like to go through some interesting things have happened in the world of rock and metal and just music in general And I understand that drama is sometimes what people are interested in. However, boy, oh boy, some of the drama is just bad. I don't like the drama side of YouTube. I don't like it at all. And I don't think the drama side of music in general, especially in rock and metal, adds to the culture. I know people might think it's interesting, but at the same time, I'm not sure that actually gets more people interested in what's going on to buy tickets and buy albums, buy merch, things like that. It doesn't actually commute in a good way. However, I will definitely promote when uh, something like this happens in such a good way. And if you saw the title of this week's episode, you'll understand what I say this after I read over the band's official response, and I'll show it on screen as well. Gretchen and I have covered Bad Wolves and this ongoing fiasco for quite a while. The circus revolving around Tommy Vexed and his ongoing accusations, statements, delusions, and wild behavior. Every time, Bad Wolves have reacted very professionally and with logic and reasoning, and sometimes that's lacking. And there's no polite way of really expressing that other than just reading their statement. 
It was just a couple days ago that Bad Wolves on all social media made two announcements. And I'll cover them both as I read them. One regarding new music with their new singer. Two, the active lawsuit against Tommy Vext after so much has happened because Tommy Vext could not keep his mouth shut. Point blank. Tommy Vext has Tommy Vext to to blame. That's literally it. So. As I get the screen to show over here for everyone listening... This will this is on all Bad Wolves media. I'll be reading on Bad Wolves official from their Instagram page if you are interested in hearing what they have to say. Hopefully you all can hear me on the YouTube and Twitch channels as well as I'm doing this live, solo, blah, blah, blah. So, as I push, hopefully that's big enough and I will read it for all of you and try to be the best narrator as I can. From Bad Wolves. Since Tommy Vex quit, band, quit Bad Wolves in January, we have all largely stayed silent. We were prioritizing our search for a new singer, making music, and focusing on the band's future. We have all put a tremendous amount of fart and soul into Bad Wolves, and we owed it to our fans to make a third album that is the band's best yet. We are happy to share that we've accomplished that, and we can't wait for you to hear it. The album is called Dear Monsters, and it will be October 29th. The first single called Lifeline is coming out this Wednesday, September 8th, tomorrow. With a new music video, it will be the first taste of the next chapter with our new singer DL, who played with the Acacia Strain, who is an incredible talent and welcomed addition to the band. We thank our fa- we think our fans will appreciate this renewed energy and range he brings to Bad Wolves. So, first of all, fantastic, clear-spoken statements, factual information, promises new music, does not have anything you can argue on this yet. Keep that in mind, okay? Continued. It's unfortunate we must bear witness to Tommy Vex's never-ending temper tantrums on social media, filled with fraudulent claims and sad attempts to defame members of our band and our team. The truth is that Tommy was abusive, both emotionally and physically, while in the band, and he continues to be abusive since quitting the group. He has childishly asserted many falsehoods, refuting them all would be a waste of time and divert our energy for making music, which is our priority. However, we will not stand for our autistic contributions to be diminished. So here are some points that we feel are important to clarify before we move ahead with our next chapter. Okay, two things. One, this is where the statements come out after this. This is Bad Wolves listing off what is about what happened. Just bullet points for some of the bigger things that happened with Tommy Vex while he was in Bad Wolves. Also, Kaylee Riley, thank you for the super chat. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. As you two Patreon and Twitch are always constantly in flux. You're helping Rock stay afloat. Number one. Ten of the 13 songs on our album, first album, Disobey, were musically written and recorded before Tommy ever even joined the band. Killing Me Slowly is an example of a song done in collaboration with outside writers. Tommy changed a few lyrics and then publicly claimed to be the mastermind behind the song. That is false, which is why others, including members from the band, are credited on the track. Dang. That is a statement. Break that down, first of all. Um, ugh, boy, oh boy. First of all, <laughs> most of the album was written before Tommy Vex showed up. The single Killing Me Slowly, which is a good song, by the way. Tommy only had a few lyric changes, and he tried to claim full credit. Ugh, that's not a good look already. Number two. When we were shooting the video for Better Off This Way featuring Dorothy, a song co-written by Doc Coyle, John Bucklin, and Brandon Sam- Sammons, 
Tommy refused to let any other members be in the video. Then, to make matters worse, he illegally leaked it after quitting the band. Illegally. Bad Wolves is and will remain a collect creative collective where no one member inside or outside the band holds the keys to the group's success. Now, that was the very bare-bones tip thing. And also, Kaylee Riley says, I meant to say that I think we should start calling him Tommy Vexing from now on. Waka waka. Okay. Tommy Vexed. Um, he's in a lot of trouble. Not only did Tommy Vex admit on Twitter that he abused his bandmates, on his own Twitter, by the way, by the way, that he physically slapped and abused his bandmates, but also he admits that he illegally leaked music, which is against his record label. I believe it's better noise still. Third, I would like to point out how well written and presented this argument from Bad Wolves is collectively. It looks like, wow, that's it. There we go. The music video clip. It looks like Bad Wolves had many people look over this. They all agreed exactly what to say. They tried to keep their, their egos and personalities out of the statements. That's what you're supposed to do. They did everything right. I'm shocked that it had to get to this point, and I'm very happy that Bad Wolves made these public statements while promoting their new music and trying to move on. How has Tommy Vex reacted ever since this was posted a few days ago? Not well. He's gone on more political tirades and is now making anti-vax comments, and he's not... Um, I don't know how to put this politely. He's not hanging in there very well. He's not rolling with the punches. And it might be a situation where he's now trying to stay more quiet while these legal proceedings are going on. And he has lawyers telling him, shut up. You're going to make this worse. Because he's already in the hole. He's already lost lawsuits that he's tried to file. He's already being charged massive amounts of money he couldn't keep from um, that Indiegogo campaign. His tour that's going on now is not doing as well as promised. People are not buying as many tickets as he thought, booking, booking those venues that he had. And he's also saying, thank you for the res, uh, resub, Tom Randall, by the way. He's also decided to have a name for his touring group. Now, I need to find this out properly because I want to show this with the class. I apologize for not having this ready, but I need to actually show while I tell this one so the crowd can see it, and then I'll describe it on the on the podcast as well, so everyone listening can get it. Da, 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 da. It's as dumb as you think. Like, it's legitimately as dumb as you think, unfortunately. I, I'm going to find it, though. I will go out of my way to find it, even if I have to go on his Twitter. All right, I'm going to go on his Twitter. Da, da. I might have to cut some of this out just because... But he's going with a very similar sounding name. And um, yeah, it's not, it's a little too similar. So everyone in chat can comment on this all they want. 
Tommy Vex's new group with this Don't Shed On Me tour, not Don't Tread On Me tour, the Don't Shed On Me tour. No, not Batter Wolves. No, that at least would have got me a little, got a little chuckle out of me. Tommy Vexed and the Bad Wolves. Now, some of you are thinking, that's not fair. How can that work? Because he has spelled Bad Wolves in, um, how do I say this? Leet speak, as Gretchen likes to say. B is in Bravo, the at sign, D, W, 8, L, V, 3, S. But at the wait all V3s. You got it? Do you get what I mean? Tommy Vexed and the Bad Wolves on the Don't Shed on Me tour. I don't know how else to describe this besides delusional. Um, he clearly does not understand copyright law. I mean, he's already leaking music. We already know that, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, someone on Twitch. He couldn't call the Naughty Dogs and his creativity didn't go further than that. You know? Even if it was the Naughty Dogs, I'd be like, okay, at least he's going for a lull out of this one. Uh, you gotta be shedding me. Get it? Because it's the Don't Shed On Me tour. It's, he clearly does not understand. Also, this could get him in serious trouble as well. Because you know when he gets on the microphone, he's not going to call them the Baatta Wadel V3s. He's going to call them Tommy Vexed and the Real Bad Wolves. Tommy Vexed in the lawsuit. Yes, that's actually more appropriate. Ugh, Tommy is a sad little wolf from YouTube. Yeah, and someone said too, how is that legal? It should not be. And, I under and I'm willing to bet this will be part of that ongoing lawsuit. I don't even think, I don't even know if um, Doc Hoyle and the rest of the band would even try to go after that one because that's just like pathetic. Oh, like the pity style. I was like, oh, you just go ahead, man. Oh, you're not doing well. Um, I will bring more news when we have that. I hope there's a settlement and Tommy Vex has a gag order and just says, stop opening your mouth. Because many comments on the Instagram pages, people are going after Tommy Vex now, even his diehard defenders. And he has a lot online. They're not showed up to his concerts, but there is a lot online. Even they're starting to question, uh, what's going on? Super chat for Metal Robot Reviews. I feel like this wouldn't hold up in, in clown courts, let alone an actual copyright courtroom. No, it would not. It, it would not even take a copyright lawyer or a trademark uh, property lawyer. One hour of writing up documents and work and everything to send and fax off for a cease and desist. Uh, uh. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. This image right here on screen and folks at home, I encourage you to Google it: Tommy Vexed and the Bad Wolves, and you'll find up the tour poster. For the Don't Shed On Me chore, because he doesn't want to call it Don't Tread On Me. He is also saying uh, more of his, um, there's no such thing as systemic racism. He has been doubling down on that again. It's It was bizarre originally. Now it's, like I said, delusional and a man, oh man. I want to feel bad for the situation, but I can't. I literally am incapable of feeling bad for Tommy Vexed. 
every single problem he has had throughout this whole fiasco is 100% his fault and his doing. It is not situational. It is not circumstantial. It is literally his own fault by his own actions and words. Ugh. I don't know. I am very interested in hearing what Bad Wolves have to offer with their new singer. I will add the song to New Music Night the following weekend when I'm back in town. We will do that on the following um, Sunday. And I will try my best not to listen to it ahead of time. I might hear it by accident, like or if I'm on the road trip or something, because I'll have to do some traveling as well. A lot of traveling tomorrow and then the following day. But I, f- I have hopes for Bad Wolves. And I stand by Doc Coyle has continued to be a classy, intelligent voice through all this, giving his peace of mind, sometimes reacting a little here and there, but never once going on tirades or really just throwing all the dirt out the window and just making sure everything's clear of what he thinks about the whole situation. He's kept it classy and he's done the right thing the whole step of the way. Bad Wolves are going to be just fine. And I say that without have heard one second of new music. The reason why I think that is because no matter how good of a vocalist and singer Tommy Vext is, from the sounds of it, he's not the writer. And if he's not the writer, then he's going to have his own issues. Meanwhile, Bad Wolves are probably going to continue to write with DL from Acacia Strain, and it's going to work just fine. So, take that for what it's worth. We will find out. I will try to have, if I get the press release, I will post it on my website and share it on socials when the new music video drops. This will be a nice little thing for that. I think it'll work out well. Bad Wolves will go on tour eventually as well. This should be fine. For the love of God, for the love of God, Tommy Vexed, just calm down, regroup, and rename Tommy Vexed and the Ba'at de Wa'etel the Threes. The fact that I had to spell that out and say it phonetically as it's written in Elite Speak, just so it's clear that it has no affiliation anymore with Bad Wolves, man, oh man. Man, oh man. It's, it's really as rough, but we shall move on. We shall persevere through this mess because it's not really worth going into besides that. Boy, oh boy. I, I hope this is the, I hope the next chapters are positive ones. All parties involved move on in their different directions amicably after the lawsuits. So, <sighs> oh boy, oh boy. Moving on. Bad Wolves were the only one that had some interesting things happen to them um, that had some legal ramifications. Heavy Music Awards happened in UK over the past few days and over the past week since our last podcast. And while normally the Heavy Music Awards are a big deal over in the UK, they're always well presented. They're always a good show. Um, they tried to stream it online and Twitch decided to pull the plug again. And this is the second big event regarding metal that Twitch really, really, really dropped the ball with. The first being with Blizzard's, um, not E3, but BlizzCon, having Metallica perform, and Twitch hearing the music, DMCAing it, and then just playing generic music while Metallica played live. They hired Metallica and paid them that much money to have stock music play live. Well, during uh, Wargasm's uh, performance live with Milky Way, she decided to wear a rather, like, modified chain link silky top type thing and 
he performing with a member of Trash Boat. It was a cool collaboration performance, and I'm not going to be able to show everything because YouTube will take this out and Twitter. But I do want to show you who I'm talking about. Milky Way was wearing more of a mesh type thing. It looked resembled more mesh than chain. And come on, don't show the picture. Okay, it's not going to show. Good. So Twitch saw a nipple, and it was not a man's man's nipple, which means Twitch really, really cut the cord. Hard no. They decided we are canceling this whole thing. You're not seeing a second more of this. Milky Way is rolling with this as she should. Two statements that I would like to read, first of all. I would say I'm sorry for getting the Heavy Music Awards Twitch stream shut down for three days because of my nipples, but I'm simply not, and she should not be. This was not a sexual performance. This was not an erotic-type performance either. Number two, can't believe my nipples are so powerful, which also I think is great. And then Toby Duncan from Trash Boat, who also had his nipples out, said, we both had our nipples out so they could take that double standard and get into the ocean. And I did censor that a little bit for our audience. The final statement about this from Milky Way. Seriously, the last thing I'll say on this is that I just wanted to wear a nice outfit that I felt good in for an important event. And if you think that needs policing and that I'm the reason your night was ruined, then I will straight up fight you. Now, the reason why this was big for two reasons. One, this is the second time Twitch has done something like this for heavy metal music awards or like performances. And there is a massive amount of music and live performances and metal bands on Twitch now doing great. Trivium is now going to become so much more of a massive name than they were before without radio because of Twitch. And so many bands are also catching on to that too. The band Atreyu are now doing performances as well. There's so many more. There's so much more of this. And Twitch in turn is pull on the plug whenever they see fit. And boy, is that going to set a bad precedent. I don't know, guys. <sighs> it's rough. It's going to be rough. And the second part of this, uh, nipple gate for millennials, yeah, pretty much. And the second part of this, are we ever going to have the talk that um, if it was a man that accidentally had a flash of nudity, not nipple related, that they would have just moved on? But since it's a woman's, they straight up call, call the show. Pull the plug. I don't know. Twitch is deathly serious about their uh, terms of service for many different reasons. And the Heavy Music Awards show was an all-ages show. Or at least they did not flag that it was an adults-only show. Which is, which is smart. But it's going to bring up the question, though. Are we ever going to take women seriously if, say it was a nip slip. Like a true nip slip. Accident. Just total fluke, like just accident, nothing intentional. Twitch probably would have canceled that too. And that's a problem. YouTube probably would have canceled that too. That's why I could not show the actual pictures of the outfit because even though they were covered, boy, it's close. Like when uh, Milky Way and the man from Trash Boat were like posing together before or after the performance. It's like very see-through, but it does cover everything. Just barely. I think YouTube and Twitch would even look at that and go, demonetized. And that's why I couldn't do it. So, it's not YouTube bad, is it? Yes. 
for something like that, yes. And they would just demonetize it no matter what. And again, it's not, it was not like a sexualized performance, not by any means. But man, oh man, it's going to be a rocky road with this going on. And I'm very happy with the stance Milky Way has taken on this. Also my favorite candy bar, but uh, that's besides the point because I grew up as a fat kid. I think there needs to be more of this, you know? And if it was the whole Janet Jackson Super Bowl performance where that was planned to shock and get a nipple on television, yeah, there's some argument there. But they didn't stop the show because it was the Super Bowl and they were live. And they, yeah, and they, back in 2000, what, 2002, whatever year that was, they could have stopped that altogether. But they didn't. So, great comment from YouTube. Miley Cyrus wore way less than that. And Miley Cyrus did way more than that through her actions. And that still goes on. So. Yeah. I have no sympathy for Twitch on this one. And I hope that going forward, more live events will be streamed through Twitch and YouTube and socials to get a bigger audience with live engagement. People can react and talk live. That's what makes it more engaging, more fun for people that cannot be there to build a community that Twitch so much loves to promote. Communities. There's a rocked community somehow. Somehow the world, the universe is not imploded and there's actual community for whatever this is. It's going to be interesting going forward, though, how they do all this. And I'm not talking about the Grammys because the Grammys are always going to be a mess no matter what. I'm talking about, say, if Revolver ever brings back the Golden Gods, say Loudwire does another music awards show, say stuff like the Heavy Music Awards and other things around the, around the world. Bad precedent Twitch is setting. So I don't know. Now, if Twitch would have said, oops, sorry, we'll put it back on. We just like wanted to make sure everything's over and just cut it off for that rest of that performance, there would have been an argument. At least there would have been an argument. To cut the whole thing, that's bad. Dang, guys. Dang, Twitch. Ugh. Also on YouTube, a uh, comment from YouTube, Nipples is a perfect punk band name. We are Nipples. Who loves Nipples. Who's ready for nipples? Yeah, you're right. That, that alone would get all the college kids riled up and get the lulls out. It sure would. So, moving on. A bit of history for all of you out there. I say this with great fondness as I saw this live before my very eyes as a young little one watching TV. Uh, this was in 2000, the year 2000. September 7th today, 21 years ago today, I was almost 14. I was 13, almost 14. You can do the math on that. It was 21 years ago today that Rage Against the Machine trolled and protested Limp Bizkit at the MTV Music, Music Video Awards. A great moment in music history when Tim C. climbed the onstage decorations while Limp Bizkit and Fred Durst were uh, accepting their award for best music video for Break Stuff. It took several security members to drag Tim C. down as MTV panicked and hit went to commercial. After the commercial break, Carson Daly took to the microphone and explained that that was Tim C. of Rage Against the Machine doing that as he was arrested. 
And then for those of you who may remember, the host of the show that night for that award show were the Wayans brothers, Sean and Marlon. And they were not funny the entire show. I don't think they realized who Rage Against the Machine were. But the I will say this. That was the only joke they got the entire night after that came back from commercial. And they were talking about it. One of the Wayans brothers said, Thank God uh, Tim C. from Rage isn't a brother or they would have shot him. Topical for 2021. 21 years later and still relevant. Now, I'm not going to play the clip because it will get DMC, uh, DMCA'd. Man, oh man. Uh, MTV is super touchy with their YouTube footage. So I'm not going to play that. Unfortunately, it is worth looking up on the YouTube and everything. Seeing a 21-year younger Limp Biscuit with all smiles trying to awkwardly laugh and not know what to do as they accept this award. But I would also like to point out that there's a great quote from Tim C. And I think this is part of it that goes with the lore. Many people have confirmed this is true. I have not heard his voice say it, though. That once upon a time, Fred Durst said he was inspired by Rage Against the Machine. And Limp Biscuit was very much influenced by one of the bands that influenced Limp Biscuit was Rage Against the Machine. Tim C., in reply, said, I can't believe I helped inspire that garbage. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm ashamed to have inspired that garbage. Maybe it's me. Um, I would feel pretty defeated and just beyond reproach if someone that inspired me and that made me successful through that inspiration went around and said, oh, I can't believe I was responsible for that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I I just feel like uh, that would defeat me a little bit. Uh, Moving on. Because, boy, oh boy, it's sometimes fun to look at history in little notes like that. If you follow on TikTok or Instagram, I always also try to do a big anniversary, like, 20 years ago, 21 years ago, 22 years ago, today, certain albums came out. It was this past week that 20 years of toxicity from System of a Down, 20 years of toxicity. One of the few big heavy albums to go to number one on the Billboard 200. Awesome to see. I'll say the same thing I said on Instagram and TikTok. Please, System of a Down. We know it's not going to happen, but consider making more music together. Just duct tape your drummer's John's mouth shut for the whole performance in the studio and writing, and you'll get along just fine. That's it. You can do it. Uh. And moving on. For all you festival goers, I told you I was going to Blue Ridge Rock Festival Later this weekend, I don't know what to expect as this is an independently run festival and it's the first time I've been going. And this is the first time it'll be this massive for a four-day festival in the middle of nowhere. However, Blue Ridge is not the only big one and Download has added more to the deck for their own show in the UK. Download UK is always a massive deal, three-day show. Well, they've added a lot more. Now adding Shinedown, Code Orange, Mastodon, Volbeat, A Day to Remember, Black Veil Brides, and more... 
the audience will now be treated to many more bands, and that includes, as I share it, headlined by Iron Maiden, Kiss, and Biffy Clyro. Download UK 2022 next June will also feature Deftone, Shinedown, Bullbeat, the pretty, the pretty Reckless, Corn, A Day to Remember, Steel Panther, Megadeth, Mastodon, The Distillers, The Darkness, Sepultura, Miles Kennedy, Descendants, The Ghost Inside, Electric Wizard, Airborne, The Distillers, Skillet, Baroness, Rise Against, Power Wolf, Black Label Society, and many, many more, like Code Orange, Ice Nine Kills that I also mentioned that were added, Creeper, who I'm a huge fan of, Loathe, who I've always wanted to see live, Boston Manor, Trash Boats, Mariana's Trench, Sleep Token, who has got a really cult following now, Lacuna Coil, it goes on and on. Um, This is a massive festival. This is something that really, really speaks to me for the lineup. And as I try to blow it up for our viewing audience, Download UK is on all socials. They have the updated lineup card as well. I can honestly say this looks amazing. And even if I'm not crazy about the Friday lineup, I would go for Saturday and Sunday at a heartbeat if I was feasibly able to. Too many of my favorite bands are on the card, and I have never seen Iron Maiden live. That is one of the two, that is top of the bucket list for me to see live. And one of the two that I've never been able to shoot that I've always wanted to. I've, ne- I've seen Metallica live. I've never been able to shoot him. And I've never seen or shot Iron Maiden as a concert photographer. So <laughs> that second day is basically Luke Fest. Okay, fair, but I don't know, man. There's a lot of great stuff on three. That, so I can't even say day two is Luke Fest. Because day three has stuff like Power Wolf, Rise Against, Baroness, who I'm wearing the hoodie for right now. If you can see, I'm wearing a Baroness hoodie. So, yeah. Great job, Download. You went out of your way. Steel Panther will be there. I'm not super interested in seeing I've seen them before. I've shot them before. Nothing against it. Um, I've seen the bit before. And even though they're good with photographers and stuff, I just like, I feel like there's so much more if I were to travel to the UK that I would want to see and be a part of. Power Wolf show in the UK, in Europe, would probably blow my mind. So, everyone knows I'm a big Deftones fan. Kiss, also. I say this as politely and respectfully as I can. I don't know how many more KISS performances we're going to get. Now, the two KISS members have COVID. Both Paul and Gene have announced that. Gene's doing okay. And both Paul and Gene were vaccinated, and they said they will try to get back on the road. So, it'll be all right. But, man, I don't know how many more times we're going to see KISS. It's like Judas Priest. Love Judas Priest. Judas Priest is on the road right now with Sabaton, which is an amazing lineup. That's a great show that I still recommend people go to. I don't know how many more shows we're going to get with Judas Priest. That's why I say, see your bands now that you've never seen before. Do it. Gretchen is um, listening in while she's working on her stuff. And I mentioned Power Wolf. Yeah, you didn't see Power Wolf there before, Gretchen? Yeah, I, I told you that lineup had everything. You get Power Wolf, or we get Power Wolf and Volbeat and Baroness. I, I told you. So I want to go to Ice. Uh, this is the personal life side of this. I have wanted to go to Iceland for years and years and years. And some friends of mine and Gretchen and everything, like, um, we're trying to talk about going to Iceland for a few days in June. And they, my friends have been before, and they're photographers. And as a photographer, I've always wanted to go. So... My dream is to go to Iceland for a few days and then travel, hop over to the UK to shoot, download, and then head back home. I think that's feasible without, you know, that whole thing about money. But still, 
that sounds like a dream vacation in June for me. So. Moving on. I would also like to say I'm very thankful that you guys have all tuned in and stayed here with me for the remainder of this podcast. As I pull something up, I noticed something very interesting because I was working yesterday was a holiday in the States. For those who are not aware, it was Labor Day. Sometimes the Billboard mainstream rock stuff is not always updated properly if there's a holiday, like they wait a day sometimes. And like today, it's not been, it's not been updated. However, we did get a press release saying that tomorrow it will be announced that the number one song in the country for the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart is Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen with Don't Back Down. So he's already got two now. He's doing pretty good for himself. The rest of the list will be updated. I don't have the rest of the list, so I can't update on the other two of the top three and everything else. But kudos to uh, Mammoth, to Wolfgang, and I think that's awesome. I know he's going to do some more touring and stuff. I know a lot more things are coming up for him as well. So I think that's great. I'm fine with him getting a number one, another number one single on this. I'm hopeful for more bands to change around and things like that for what's going on. So I wanted to bring that up really quick because I did have that status tab. One thing I wanted to go back, though, with Download in 2022. Now, the COVID situation, they've had uh, in the UK, correct me if I'm wrong if I have any UK listeners, you've had about two lockdowns now, and you guys are getting back out of it again. And you guys have taken it very seriously, though, which is great. In 2022 in June, with enough vaccines and booster shots and stuff, I think that'll be just fine. I think it'll be okay. And I think bands will be able to do interviews and media and stuff like that. That's a big part of festivals, too. Bands talking to a lot of press outlets and like music stuff and getting together with other people that they enjoy and don't get off to, to see very often. Now, that being said, it's in the UK and all these American bands are traveling over for that. I mean, I would. I'm not, I'm not even in a band. So think about that. Huh. This weekend at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, it's going to be interesting because there are many, many bands that are not doing any media. And I get it. I'll be traveling there, like, willing to do interviews and stuff. I have a system that we can actually stay away from each other. We don't have to stand right next to each other up close. And I'm thankful for that, but I know not everyone else does. And I know not everyone in media is going to want to come in and congregate in a media tent or a press tent where we don't know who each other are and COVID could be just one person with COVID could ruin the band. I'll be masked up. Gretchen will be masked up. We won't be with the big, massive crowd in front of a stage. We're not going to be in the big body of everything. So we'll be safe. But at the same time, I get why bands wouldn't want to do that. So I will be doing my best to bring coverage for this festival through social media and clips and everything like that as well to try to do something with that. I did it with Rise Against, like actual photo, photo pit foot coverage and things like that, not just photos but of showing the show and like actually interacting with people and things like that. So as I pull this up, I do want to do one final thing because there are so, so many, so, so many um, lineup changes to this big festival. And <laughs> I get it why. And I'm going to share the screen right now. There's a few things I want to point out with this final festival lineup. Um, it's six stages, two stages, maybe three stages dedicated to local talent and small bands, which I think is awesome. Four stages interacted throughout these big field in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. And of all the bands, the metal tour of the year will be there. Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, Hatebreed, Rise Against will be there. A Day to Remember, The Offspring, who filled in for Limp Bizkit after they had to back out of their entire tour. 
Breaking Benjamin doing their only festival performance this year. Breaking Benjamin's not doing that much this year. They're only doing a little bit of a tour. There's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of people very upset that uh, overlap for bands happens. Like you don't know which band you want to see because certain bands play at certain times. That's festival life. But it begs the question, are bands going to be worth meeting up during COVID and doing meet and greets and all this right now? Are you going to be comfortable waiting in line to meet a favorite band for a meet and greet knowing that you might get them sick or they might get you sick? And that stops them from being on the tour. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. And this is a stacked lineup. There's a lot to see and do. Gretchen and I are still talking about who we want, need to see, who we want to see, and things like that. Because there's so much. And it's we've done over the lineups before. And we've talked about so many bands that we would like to see. And like who we could see if we have time. It's going to be one of those things. So... Follow me on socials if you haven't already, Instagram and TikTok. And I will try to be as interactive as possible. The reason I bring this up is this festival right here in middle of nowhere, Virginia, Blue Ridge Rock Fest, an independent festival, will be a great test to see if everything else can run smooth for festivals through the rest of the year and through 2022. With our current state, with the pandemic, with everything else, this is how we're going to find out. I'm vaccinated. I will be staying away from the ma- like the general public. And I'm still a bit concerned. And Virginia's doing better with their COVID rates as well and vaccine rates. They're doing much better. They're in the top half of the country. But man, oh man. It's going to be very, very interesting how this works out. And there are going to be political bans, uh, to put it politely. And I brought up one topic, and I do think this is interesting. The festival will run through the 8th, September 8th through September 12th, meaning they will play on September 11th. And on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, Five Finger Death Punch will be headlining. So 20 years after the 9-11 attacks in the United States, Five Finger Death Punch will be addressing a crowd of 40,000. I'm going to be flat out honest when I say that scares me a little. I'm going to be a little honest when I say, yeah, that's a problem. I'm worried that not even so much the band, not even so much what the singer says and things like that. I'm more worried that drunk Jim Bob, after three full days of partying and yeehawing, is going to climb up on stage and start waving a Trump flag during a 9-11 tribute from Five Finger Death Punch, and that's just going to start the biggest mess ever. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think that is a worst case scenario by far. I don't think anyone's going to try to do that. People know better. Plus, you'd have to hop over a photo pit to get there. Man, oh man, that crowd could get riled up though for something like that. And that's the only thing I'm a little bit worried about. However, I will say this about Five Finger Death Punch. They have been off the road for a while. They've been making a new album. And they're going to start performing and touring with their new guitarist. I'm curious how Ivan's rage and man tantrums have subsided over the last two years without being able to perform live. So that'll be interesting as well. I don't know how great it's going to be, but at the same time, this is my first festival in two years and I just want to enjoy it. 
I want to be the best photographer I can be. I want to see bands that I've never seen before. I want to meet up with bands that I haven't seen in a while. And I know a lot of bands aren't doing any press or media and I could reach out to them if I want to like talk to them again, but like still that's a risk. I don't know if I want to make them risk that, but I'm going to do my best. That being said, I have some potential plans, like I told everyone else, while Gretchen will be busy with work and schooling and everything else for the rest of the semester, I will have uh, a rotating lineup of guests throughout the different weeks. So it'll be a different person each week, things like that, if I'm not flying solo. For video-wise, I released my Trash Core video yesterday. As it stands right now, it has not gotten that extra bump from YouTube, which is fine. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow or something like that. Share the video out on socials if you can, because I want interactions. I want discussion on this, because what's interesting to me is in the comment section, there are some very upset people, but it's also a lot of comments defending metalcore. It's not the, nuh-uh, Attila's awesome. Nuh-uh, King 810's hardcore. It's more the audience of, um, actually, metalcore is a big deal, and there's a lot of great bands, and they all sound uniquely different. That's the audience I've reached. And I think that's interesting. So feel free to leave comments. Feel free to talk about stuff like that in the comment section of that video as well. Let me know what you think about the Trash Court video in general on that as well also, but please share it out. For future videos I'm working on, I sent a Patreon poll the, just today asking which album I would, should review for this month. If I have time, I'll do two, but there's a, like a choice between three I gave them, so I'll be doing at least one album review this month. Also, I am working on some several ideas for videos one of which are talking about the positive bands in metalcore, listing off bands that I think are good in metalcore to help counter the trashcore video, and another video talking about 10 times that album artwork had got banned and had to be changed. The best example of that is Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, one of the arguably the best debut for a band of all time, along with Pearl Jam's 10 had an obscenely offensive cover that was still put on the image inside the book. And yeah, Guns N' Roses are disgusting. And Axl Rose is, an, it is insane and a bad person. And the artwork, of course, had to be completely changed for what it is now that everyone knows it for, for that cross with the skull logo. Um, a video on that I think could work well. I do not want submissions, though. You know why? Because some people are going to try to submit to me some of the most obscene, grotesque album covers from black and death metal bands that I've never heard of telling me, hey, Luke, look at this. No. Also, when I say share the Trashcore video, don't snitch tag on anything. Don't start drama. Don't stir the pot. People tried that with the Trapped Forgetting the Past video. I never forgot that. When I announced that I was doing Trapped Forgetting the Past last year, just announced it. I didn't even have the video finished yet. I had people snitch tagging. To trapped. I'm like, I don't want this guy's attention. He's gross. Oh, I got his attention anyway. Key said wildly racist stuff to me as well. But still, that's besides the point. He's an idiot. Chris Trashbag Brown is playing bar and grills for the rest of his, rest of his life. He's lucky. But still. So don't go tagging, though. But share out the things on socials. Let me know what people think. I do want people to see this video because it is interesting. That being said. I thank you guys all for tuning in. Stick with me on this solo podcast. Please check out the socials like I said before. Please subscribe to the main channel on YouTube. I will be on Twitch when I get back. Also, after the festival, doing some special just chatting sessions, doing my photo editing. So if you ever wanted to see what it's like from the photography side of a concert festival photographer, 
I'll be showing you my photo editing process and talking about the whole festival, band performances, what I saw, wild things. There's going to be wild stuff at this festival. I just know it. I just know it. This one, I'm banking on some weird stuff happening in those crowds. However, I'm very thankful for that, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'll be, I'll post everything on socials and in Discord when it happens, and we'll all be going live and things like that as well. Everything going on YouTube. Final announcement, I posted it earlier today on socials. Rock Coliseum, band versus band, number three, will be happening later this month. September 22nd, 8 p.m. It's on a Wednesday. Please tune in for that. We love every time doing this. The band versus band ones are always very interesting. We will be doing that for two hours. John, Mark, Crash, and myself. Please tune in, tune in, tune in. If you hit up any of my socials, the link is already there to set a reminder. I will open Super Chats two hours before everything goes live as well. Please come participate and engage. We try to make it as much fun as possible. It's always a good time. Until then, I will see you next week. I will have a special guest. I will be reporting on Blue Ridge Rock Fest, as well as telling you anything ridiculous that happened. Because there's so many bands there, I just feel like something's going to happen. Until then, please take care of yourselves. As Gretchen would tell everyone, wash your hands and wear a mask. I and her will be doing that a lot of that this weekend. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.